like the feeling. I don't like the feeling of being high or drunk or anything. That's why I don't drink. I don't do any drugs. I don't... I say I don't do any drugs as I just swallow down a pill that's stuck in my fucking throat. <laughs> as you just eat a Flintstone gummy? Yeah, I'm on like... I have like 12 different fucking things. Up. I mean... I'm trying to keep my balls from shriveling up. It's always, you know, it's it's admirable that when when someone doesn't need any, you know, uh, um, when you don't need to get nice and drunk every time you want to, you know, go down to the uh, drive down to the corner store, you know, just to like, you know. Oh, I'll take that fast car and keep on driving. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, I, I, you know, I've never really liked being high or being drunk or anything like that. Yeah, I get it. I it's a like, loss of control. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely times where, like, I've been, like, by the end, and I was like, man, I kind of wish, like, I wasn't out of it for that. Like, I just wanted to have been more in the moment. But then there's other nights where it's like, okay, yeah, that was fun. That was a good time. I think it's the recovery that gets to me now. I feel so stupid any day after I smoke weed or anything. It's, like, the dumbest I ever feel. See, I feel like once I've had a little bit too much to drink, I wake up the next morning and I'm like, oh man, I feel like death. <laughs> I've never been hungover and, and like, I don't drink that much to like really get super, super drunk, but I just like, I don't feel hangovers in the morning. You must be um, very hydrated. Because um, that's what a hangover is, is you're, de- you're dehydrated. dehydrated. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'm accidentally hydrating myself more than I, well, as much as I should. You know, I don't know if that's true, but maybe that's it. Or I'm just built different. Yeah, you're just built different. I'm just built different. I get to drink all I want. I take maybe the secret shots. is drinking your own urine. Are you saying that's what I do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why the fifth shot always tastes so good. <laughs> <laughs> like when we did it with a movie, I'm one of your hosts, Blake, and as always, I'm joined by Brandon, and we're joined by Jose. And this week we're talking. Gladiator. Um, and we ate, <laughs> and we ate a nice beef stew, courtesy of Jose. Very good. Very very, very good. Very spicy. Yeah, it had it had like a lot of sweetness to it. I know you mentioned you added like a cinnamon and a and a nutmeg. nutmeg. Yeah. Um, I, there, li- yeah. I liked that. I think that's what I liked about it. That's very. It, good. It's different, right? Yeah. Like it's not. I think most stews are just salt, pepper, and like some like chili powder or paprika or something more that. This is like, I don't know, more of a, yeah, it's like on the sweeter side, different, just something you wouldn't normally make. What was your inspiration for looking up this particular recipe? I Googled Roman stew. Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And this stew is in reference to when uh, the three gladiators are having a nice meal on the quad. And they're having yeah. a good little chat. And I think they think it's poisoned. Well. Well, two think it's poisoned. Yeah. Maximus Maximus thinks it could be poisoned. And I think uh, the other two are fucking with him. Yeah. Um, Hagen. And then, Hagen. Uh, Juba. Yeah, Juba. Uh, and we had a bunch of fruits. Uh, you know, Romans like them fruits. There's always fruits in Rome. There's like grapes in every scene. 
with Max uh, with Commodus. Yeah, grapes everywhere. We got some. We got some dried figs. Had some apples, uh, plums. Brandon put out olives, but I don't think we had any. I ate two. I should have had one before you got here. I'll have one on the way out. I'll have one on you the don't way need out. to eat olives. <laughs> it, it was more of a joke because I know someone here does not not like olives. I do not like olives. <laughs> <laughs> Only on pizza. Um, and yeah, so lots of fruits. I know um, um, Maximus talks about his farm had a lot of different fruits on it. Yeah. Uh, well, that's where the figs, apples, um, plums, and grapes came from. Yeah. He said pears as well, right? He said pears as well. I didn't find any that were ripe. You don't like pears anyway, so... Yeah, not a huge pear fan. The only thing we were missing was just bread that's been thrown at us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just and it's just rolling bread. around on the dirt. <laughs> I, I'd go to more sports games if they're throwing loaves of bread instead of free t-shirts. I mean, if they're nice, freshly baked, like... Those look, look like good loaves. Yeah, they look yeah. like great loaves. That's really... It's not the fights and the blood that's keeping the Romans at bay. It's the bread. It's the free they bread. Sh- they should the make base- baseballs out of bread. So when you hit a home <laughs> run, you, you get a treat. You do one of those t-shirt shooters, but you got a big loaf of French bread in there. That would be great. <laughs> just, just like limps out. <laughs> uh, is there any... Uh, did I miss any food that we had? No. I think no, that's it. You got everything. Yeah, it was good. It was, it was a good meal. It was like you had the... You had the fruits to be on the fresher side. I'm so full of fruit. We ate the, the gladiators food and we ate the food of the Emperor. of the Caesars. Yes, that's a good that's a very good good point. And I like the gladiators food better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that says something about um society. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, say, this was your movie. This was my pick. Why why did you why'd you choose this one? Um, to fuck with Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I genuinely love this movie. I think it probably was something my dad was just watching one day. This is a dad movie. This is a dad movie. <laughs> yes, <yeah. laughs> this is just something he must have been watching one day, and I just sat down and watched it with him. And every time I watch it, I like it more. Because uh, I, I always go a few years in between watching it. I think every every time I watch it, I get a new appreciation for it. And I think as a kid, it was just gladiator fights and and cool tigers, and and that was my fixation on the movie. And I think as I get older, it's more about the story and the acting and so much of it that that I enjoy now. Um, it's one of those movies that I recognize a lot of its faults, but I I kind of just enjoy it. I, I if it's on the TV, I'll just watch it. I'll just sit down and I watch it and and I kind of just tend to, to lose myself and not really think about what's the wrong with the movie or the issues that it might have. I think it's enjoyable. I think that it's one of those movies where it's fully encapsulated in the story that it tells. And I'm very frustrated in the fact that there's a sequel coming out. I know. I'm so I, curious. I, I just genuinely don't understand the need for a sequel to this movie. But Well, the good thing about it is Joaquin Phoenix won't be in it. <laughs> why would th- Why would that be good? Uh, about? Why would it be good that Joaquin Phoenix isn't in Gladiator 2? Are you saying something about Commodus or Joaquin Phoenix? Uh oh. Uh oh. Major L Brandon. 
Um, I can get on board with that opinion, though. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. All right. Not not for this movie. Other in general. Movies. Well, I have a problem with him in this movie. Like, there are certain certain things that he does that he does really well. Um, it's funny because I can hear some of his mannerisms from her in this sometimes, and it's really yeah. strange. It's See, strange. To have I that. heard some of his Joker. Right, yeah. in this movie yeah and those are the things that i think he kind of does well but then you get this and it's just we'll talk about know. it more i don't know yeah we'll dig we'll dig deep into yeah. into phoenix i can't wait to see napoleon <laughs> oh dude i said i literally said that Fuck. when the trailer stopped i was like that looks fucking awesome I haven't seen the trailer yet. Oh man. It's Ridley Scott and Joaquin Phoenix together again. Oh wow, that's going to be hit or miss for me. Dude, I am so excited for that movie. That trailer looks so cool. Joaquin Phoenix I, is I'd awesome. I'd rather I'd rather impale myself on a spike. <laughs> you'd rather you'd rather hog and pick you up and, and impale you. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we all want hog to pick us up. <laughs> take um, take me home. <laughs> but yeah, anything else you want to add? Uh no, I could not tell you when the first time I watched this movie was, but um I'm I have a faint recollection of my dad owning the DVD. Maybe. Not but, anymore? Um you guys like it's probably DVDs? like in a box in the garage somewhere yeah. or somewhere, but yeah. I don't remember when I first watched this. It's just some movie that eventually showed up in my favorite movies. Nice. I have never seen this. I've seen some clips. I, I've I've seen um, uh, Commodus's death, uh, but aside from that, I really haven't seen the entirety of any scene. Uh, this was my dad's favorite movie. Like he watched it all the time, but he didn't let me watch it with him. Um, Why? Why is that? There's uh, nothing. Is an R-rated movie? Violence. It's pretty. Yeah, it's violence. He knew my. No he knew if my bits. mom found out. Um, she would be mad. Yeah, but you was it a more so not like he he knew your mom wouldn't want you to watch it. I think so. It yeah. Makes sense. Um, yeah. But she let you watch other things that were. It depended. Like, I can't remember how young I was remembering like trying to watch this with my dad. Um, I was at least four years old because this okay. was uh, two thousand. Um, <laughs> I was definitely older than that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this is my dad's favorite movie. It's such a dad movie. It's funny because I was watching this last night, and Peter came and sat down. He's like, "Oh, this is my dad's favorite movie." <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Um, and yeah, I'd never seen it all the way through before. Um, my expectations were pretty darn high, just from like general opinions and my dad's opinion of this movie. And all dads, I guess. And all dads. Um, I'm pretty lukewarm on it. I think. Like I, I don't really like dislike it, but it like there was a lot of it, pretty much every scene that has something I'm always watching. I'm like, this is good. This is like a nice concept. But then by the end of it, I'm just very like, oh, I don't know. Like yeah, it's nothing's nothing sparking in me, and nothing's like making me mad. So I, I'm not really fired up either way. Although maybe when we'll start discussing, maybe I'll get fired up about something. Uh, as always, I'll, I'll make I'll make up something to get angry about, and then make up something to make Brandon angry about. That'll be your hell to die on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though I actually won't have an opinion, but I'll pretend I will. Uh, but yeah, Brandon, what about your uh, about your history with Gladiator? 
I can't remember the first time I saw this. I know I didn't see it in the movie theater. Brandon's already rolled his eyes twice. Um, all in all, if, if the characters, if some of the characters weren't actual historical figures, the movie would be all right with me. But when you use, um, historical figures in a movie and then don't do them any kind of justice or completely change history, to serve the purpose of the narrative, I have a problem with that. This is based off a book, right? This is based off a book. Does the book have the same inaccuracies? Uh, that I couldn't tell I'd you. I'd be curious about that. Uh, like, uh, I think but it would book... be very different. The book would be very, very different if the historical inaccuracies I think even if it was based on a book, there was like deliberate attempts to not make it historically accurate for the sake of the narrative. Right. I guess when mm-hmm. I watch this movie... and. I wanted to ask you, Brandon, how you would view this in terms of, in terms of historical accuracies. When when we were talking about like Man on the Moon, where I I kind of personally I made a very deliberate decision to not compare it to real real life, life. Mm-hmm. like how you would categorize this. In yeah, that but sentence. but but the, okay, <clears throat> the difference between this and Man on the Moon. Um. Man in the Moon didn't completely change Andy Kaufman into being something that he wasn't. It tried to it tried to explore Andy's quirks and um his his joking and his manipulating and stuff like that and show show that in a way that was um, that was actually part of him, part of his life. Um, they did take, they did take some historical things and switch them around in order to fit the narrative better. Here you have a ruler of, of Rome that is completely not, almost 95% of what they show about Commodus in the movie is untrue and untrue about him as a real person. Okay. So it's like, it's like they didn't even try to be accurate. Like you said, they deliberately weren't they, accurate. Yeah. They deliberately like, yeah. like if they would have just said some fucking name, called him some other name and made or, it way more of a historical fiction. Like, like the, yeah, 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 yeah. the, yeah. Then, then I wouldn't have a problem with it. Like I went like this. like like the historical fiction of Knight's Tale, right? Right. Like Chaucer did not do those things, but but um, in the context of that story, he was still a writer. He was still writing about the Knight's Tale. He was still writing, you know, writing the Canterbury Tales. Um, this is just. It, it seems to me, for someone who lived what 1900 years ago 18 1900 years ago um to be depicted like they did in the movie it it kind of does a disservice to history and it does a disservice to all of the people that don't know the real history of commodus and rome um that watch it think oh this guy was a shit and which you know 
which is historically inaccurate. Okay. We got a log line for us? Yeah. That was my long answer to your question. Are you trying to fart? Yeah, I did. I did Nasty it. Nasty fucker. I appreciate your long answer, though. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Caesar's appointed heir, a general, is betrayed by the Caesar's murderous son and ends up sold as a slave where he must fight as a gladiator in order to successfully get his vengeance upon this usurper son. Mm-hmm. A tale as old as time. Revenge. That was as easy as I could make it. Yeah. Without going into, he killed his wife and his kid and he, and he did all of these other things. Yeah. It's a long movie. Yeah. It's a very long long movie. It's a long movie. Got some fun facts for us, Jose? I do. Uh, Gladiator came out in 2000. It was directed by Ridley Scott, who has also directed a couple things that we've talked about like Alien. He also did Blade Runner, uh, Hannibal, Black Hawk Down, American Gangster, Robin Hood, Prometheus, The Martian. Um, He's going to be doing Napoleon and Gladiator 2. The Last Duel. The Last Duel. They should make those together, Napoleon, Gladiator 2. I'd watch that. A time-traveled movie where Napoleon fights gladiators. (laughs) And then the script was written by David Franzoni. And then I know it had extensive rewrites from John Logan and William Nicholson. Uh, David Franzoni also wrote a couple other things I haven't heard of. Jumping Jack Flash. Oh, that's a Whippy Goldberg movie. Oh. Yeah. Citizen Cone. Amistad. Is King that Arthur. A, is that like a parody of citizen kane um television film is all it says okay yeah (laughs) no it's not okay and then john logan has also written uh the time machine star trek nemesis the last samurai the aviator the tim burden sweeney todd rango hugo skyfall specter alien covenant uh, so quite a bit. That's an interesting because I, I even looking there's like four or five credited screenwriters or something at least like on the credits, like there's so and so and 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 that's a mishmash. I don't even know how you like successfully write a script with that sort of. The ampersand is together. The and is separate. Oh, these were all and. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the, like I, I was seeing a, a write and a rewrite and a rewrite and a rewrite and a rewrite. Yeah, oh. this movie had a lot of rewrites. Dang. I think John Logan did most of them. Okay. Um, at the request of Ridley Scott. Like the final rewrite? So like it looks like Ridley Scott got attached to the script and he liked the idea of it but didn't really like the dialogue. Mm. And then John Logan came in to fix up a lot of that. And there was also, it sounded like a lot of rewrites on, on set too. Okay. So it seems like the the script was. So then they very... must have taken a detour from the book. Yeah, that would make sense. And and to speak regard on regarding like the historical accuracy, I was saying that a lot of historians like just refuse to be credited on their work on the film because they did not want to be associated with the with the film with the inaccuracy because of their deliberate 
attempt to disregard history for the sake of the narrative. And see, that's that's my problem with that's my major problem with the movie. I'll, I'll bring up movie, why I don't have an issue with it, but as I'll, a as a movie, as a movie, it's it's fine. It's the yeah. Because I kind of went into this thinking like this is a historical fiction. I'll have a good time and I'll watch the movie, yeah. kind of on its own. So I guess if like you look at it at two different views, then maybe you'd have different opinions. Um, this movie also has multiple run times depending on the. Oh shit! I saw an extended edition. Version. I was like, no fucking way. How much more is extended? I think the extended is like 176 minutes. The original theatrical was 155. Damn. The edited for TV versions are like 145. The DVD releases are like 170, I think. I think or like 150 something. I don't know. There's so many different versions. I'm pretty sure that the version that's on Amazon is the original theatrical cut, though. Okay. I can only imagine wanting more gladiator stuff, more fighting stuff. So it seems like for the longest time when this movie was on Netflix, they had uploaded the 170-minute version with unfinished effects in CGI. (laughs) So there were just scenes that just looked bad because they just weren't done. That'd be fun to go back and watch. Yeah. See, what I wanted out of this movie in terms of adding additional length is I wanted like a 15-minute fighting montage where it's like he's going through all the different challenges and through the whole hundred something days of of the games of the games and he's you know he's playing basketball sometimes (laughs) or or leading or leading up to the leading up to the games because there's only two before they get to rome yeah so he like only fights twice the first fight and then the fight where he just goes and kills everyone by himself yeah so and then he's like, well, we're going to Rome. And okay. Yeah. More okay. montages. That's right. always my opinion right, on takes, everything. It takes, you just want it more takes montages, two minutes, less dialogue. Two minutes to get clear across Europe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just completely. Sleeps the entire time. They just skip Africa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the cinematographer is John Madison. Uh, he's also done Logan. Uh, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, uh, Phantom of the Opera, Hannibal, um, and Detective Pikachu. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, very, very, he works a lot. Um, and I think his work is overall pretty darn good. Um, mm, yeah. This one I have a lot of problem with, like, the colors they chose. Um, those, like, cool scenes where it's, like, blues. I really don't like the contrast in those scenes. They're really dark. Yeah. It's it's, it, it's weird. Yeah. Kind of made me think of the Mad Max uh, flashbacks, but not nearly. You know what like, it makes me think of? Oh, we shot this in the daylight, and now we have to, it totally <laughs> to alter the picture to, yeah. in order to make it look nighttime. Looks way like that. But this movie went way over budget. Oh, man. It went A way- Ridley Scott movie went over budget? Well, yeah, exactly. Um, probably not that much, but it did go over budget, and they almost had to reshoot all of the proximo scenes really yes yeah so so the actor so oliver reed Reed. died with four weeks of filming left and apparently a clause in the film's insurance like contract allowed them to reshoot all of his scenes with a new actor because of when in production he died instead of like 
extending the sh- the production to refilm those. They just kind of cobbled together some like scenes with him and rewrote the ending of the movie. And that's why he dies. That's why he dies when he does in the Y. Like there's some shots of him that are like very blatant CGI. He's not in the scene. Cause I was thinking when I saw that end, I was like, Oh, he's, he's been hyped up as this big gladiator. He's going to fight back. That's the original ending. Right. Okay. The original ending is, is before his fight with Commodus, there's supposed to be another fight of him with Proximo. Combatus versus Proximo? Uh, just Maximus Pro- versus Proximo. Oh, I wouldn't have liked that at all. So there so yeah, so that so there's another fight with them and then the final fight with Commodus. I just that was the original intention. I just would have liked to see Proximo fighting in that final like I would yeah, I would have liked to see him yeah. fight back whenever the Praetorian Guard or whoever they are come in. But I guess that makes sense. Can't complain about that. <laughs> yes. But um like imagine how much more over budget it had gone if they chose to reshoot all of his scenes. Yeah, I, I really like him in this movie. I, I, I love his acting. I love I love his delivery of his lines. He's he's wonderful. Yeah, and he's he's a very kind of um, he's a much more gray character in terms of like what his past is, what his ambitions are, and and what he kind of becomes by the end. Uh, yeah, he's very good. Yeah. I was also going to mention um this didn't get nominated for 12 Oscars. It was the most of the year that year and it won 5 of the 12. Did it win best picture? It won best picture, best actor. Um I think some of the other ones are like best costume, best twat in a supporting role. <laughs> <laughs> he got nominated, did not win. I'd be curious who he lost against. But costumes in this are incredible. They're all like they all look amazing. They are yeah. very good. Yeah. Costume and 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 a lot of the set design is really, really impressive. Yeah. That's like one of the, the like the good things about these sort of Ridley Scott movies is like um because I loved The Last Duel as well. Mm. And and he just does a really good job of in terms of like these period pieces of just like making them believable on screen mm-hmm. i think he does a really good job of that making him seem so big and like livable and and um yeah he just adds like a huge sense of epicness to all these sorts yeah. of periods. yeah best sound and best visual effects were the other two mm. and then nominated for best score editing art direction cinematography original screenplay and supporting actor <clears throat> See, that's why I'm excited for Napoleon is because I want to see more of the big set piece, period piece stuff from him. Yeah, but with that, you have to get Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe another historically inaccurate movie. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's make Napoleon out to be a hero. <laughs> I mean, maybe. He saves the day. He's trying to save Europe. Let's watch the movie before we make these opinions. Um Whatever. Okay, he's not responsible for marketing. I just shrug at you. <laughs> um, the music is by two separate individuals, Lisa Gerard and Hans Zimmer. Uh, Lisa has done Ali, uh, Whale Rider, and The Insider, and Hans Zimmer done fucking everything, uh, Inception, Interstellar, Dune. Uh, he was a, I, I mentioned this because he's a score producer on Pirates of the Caribbean, and wow, there are some similarities in the themes 
in I think this there's one that's directly the same. It sounds almost exactly the same. Or like, dun, 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 well, you dun, get, dun, I, yeah, you get that with a lot of a lot of composers because yeah. Danny Elfman's stuff is all dun 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 dun. dun, dun, dun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Pirates came out in two thousand three. Yeah, because we were just talking about his twentieth yeah, yeah. this yeah. year, maybe. So definitely yeah. just use a lot of this it's, and that. Yeah, it's probably very similar. Yeah. But but it's that's it's interesting to me because he's a score producer on there. I think Klaus Badelt did mm-hmm. the the score for that. So I wonder he must have had a lot of influence in terms of what that I'm score was. Curious if. How like if any there was like any production issues and the composer changed or or maybe that's why he's credited differently or I th- I think maybe he started out mm-hmm. on it and then Klaus took over I don't know but a lot of similarities because there's a there's score issues with this movie like in terms of credits that would make sense why there's two of them being yeah credited. so apparently so only Hans Zimmer was nominated for the Oscar Ooh. even though. Lisa Gerard, uh, Zoe yeah, said. Yeah, Gerard. She was also uh, the whole final song. I think she's the main composer for that one. That's crazy. But the Academy didn't want to give credits to composers for one film. They didn't want to That's give credits just to a woman. Silly. Yeah. That's nuts. And so, like, I think it changed because of this movie. That they, like, if it were to happen again, you would. But yeah, they did not want to credit her for the longest time for this score. Man, this is ridiculous. Oscar's so stupid. I think she sings it. <laughs> Oscar's so stupid. I like think the so. vocals, I yeah. think it's her. I saw some vocal credits on her history, yeah. so that would make sense. I um, think it's a it's a great fucking score. Yeah, it's a really good score. Um I feel like um sometimes it feels like a little over dramatic, but overall I really like it. I think the I think this whole movie is a little over dramatic. <laughs> yeah. But I enjoy it here. <laughs> I think yeah. so it works for me. Yeah. Okay, we can move on to my uh character corner. Good luck. Boy. You've got it. Okay, so our main guy, Maximus Decimus. Maximus Decimus Aurelius Meridius. Yeah. Meridius. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Wow. All right. Wow. Um, and then we have our bad guy, Commodus Caesar. They're Caesars, right? I think that's just like their title. Okay. I don't, yeah. I don't know how that works. Yeah. It's not like real family. It's just like if you're an emperor, you're Well, Caesar. in real life, he was Augustus Commodus, but that's okay. okay. Um, and then we- named that. And then we have um, his father, uh, the emperor at the beginning of the movie, Marcus Aurelius. Um, Proximo, Proxima, Proximo. Oh yeah. Proximo is the um original gladiator well the gladiator that is now the slaver um who purchases um <clears throat> um well, yeah, he's just running a, a gladiator um school, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and then uh who else we got? We got Commodus' sister is is uh Luce, Lucilla? Mm-hmm. Lucilla? Yeah. And then her son is Lucius. Yeah. Um, the two other gladiator friends, we have, um, Hagen mm-hmm. and Juba. Yeah. Uh, Hagen is from Germany. Juba is from Africa. Um, Hagen is a Chad. He's a fucking Chad. What a fucking Chad. Oh my yeah. God. You know what I mean, Brandon? He's a Chad. 
and then uh, who else I got? Who else I got? Um, who can you name any of the senators? Uh, Bacchus, something no. like that. Close. Um, Bacchel? No. There's two that start with a G. I can't name the, any other senators than the one that starts with like that sounds kind of like Bacchus. He's the only one that I kind of know. He's like the one Gracchus. that Bracchus, Gracchus, Gracchus, Gaius, mm-hmm. and then Falco is the one that um, Falco is helping Commodus, is helping Commodus, the evil one. Yeah. Um, can you name Maximus's? Um, is like squire the, or something? Yeah, or? yeah. Uh, I want to say Cletus. <laughs> nope, not Cletus. <laughs> right letter, right wrong letter pronunciation. So, so it's a C. Yes. yes. Wrong pronunciation. Uh S. Yeah. Do that twice. Sicily. No. Close. Sisyphus. No. Ah. Do it twice and add an O to the end of it. Siso. Do it twice. Sisiso. <laughs> close, close enough. Cicero. Cicero. <laughs> um, and who else? Um, there's also uh, Maximus's his like other military guy who kind of betrays him. Yeah. Yeah. You remember um, his name? It's kind of like a. His name is kind of like an aircraft company from uh australia yeah yeah i don't think that's gonna help australians (laughs) have flight yeah (laughs) ever since the early 1900s god (laughs) damn the whole world had it (laughs) what is it quintus quintus what's the what's the airline quantus quantus Quantus. (laughs) that's funny uh anyone else no, those are the most important people. Yeah. Okay. You did you did well. I think I'm pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Did better than I would have. It's because I'm getting smart. It's because you're paying uh, attention more. This is getting uh, this is a podcast is training me. If you go back to the beginning of this, I couldn't even name Coco. Couldn't even name who Mama Coco was. We have to, we have to add something, <laughs> make it more challenging. Of yeah, add an extra layer to the challenge. <laughs> yeah. yeah, name name the character and the actor that played them. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, that would be really bad. Russell Crowe, uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, oh, you know, you know another one. Dumbledore. Oh no! <laughs> Wait, what? He, he got he lost the Dumbledore <laughs> connection. I didn't know Marcus the Dumbledore. Aurelius is the same actor as Dumbledore in the, the first, first two Harry Potter. Oh shit! He's the yeah. first Dumbledore. I didn't know that. You can yeah. tell by the giant fucking nose. Oh, <laughs> you wow. can tell by just him. He's Dumbledore. He's Dumbledore he is, in this he, too. He has that like soft-spoken timbre to his voice yeah. that Dumbledore has. Yeah. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, Richard Harris. So whenever I see him, I'm like, Harry, don't do it. <laughs> just tell him no. <laughs> He's using you. <laughs> Okay, that's my character corner. Let's dig into the movie. Dig in. I I like the first scene. I really like the first scene. I like um I like um I like how it looks. Like the whole battle? 
like the the getting ready for battle. Yeah. Like I always like that kind of a scene where you just have tons of people and it's like you show like the massive how massive the Roman army is and how overpowered they really are because they have catapults and all this stuff. I don't know if they would have had catapults back then, but Who I, knows? I, don't, I don't know. Um, that's not one of my problems with the movie. That catapults <laughs> not, are not, perfectly <laughs> fucking fine. And not the and set design. They had a lot of fire and arrows. Scorpions. Too. Scorpions and and lighting yeah. Lighting their arrows on fire and stuff. Um the Germans were kind of stupid. They just like stood there for five minutes and waited for to get killed. Yeah. Like, ah, we're here. We're just gonna Is stand. Is it here. that like the Germans had more people? It didn't seem like it. To me, I I like was under the impression that the Germans had more people than the Romans. And I took it as like an arrogance thing that like they could overpower them through yeah. numbers. Yeah. Cause it is it's it's a pretty crazy move to cut off the head of the messenger. Yeah. So that speaks to their arrogance and what yeah. Well his historically, Marcus Aurelius um tried to tried to have terms with them um for the the whole last part of his life and um never succeeded before he died and right. then within the first year of Commodus's rule he did but his father couldn't is is kind of have a have a peaceful agreement yeah. with Germany yeah or, well but, not but Germany Ger- but German tribes that, that yeah, that Roman would would take over, and there was, you know, that uh, that level of of politics took place under Commodus's rule. Because hmm. in at least in this one, there's a in the movie, there's a lot of sense of of Marcus is is uh, he's battling with his legacy as a very old man, as a dying man, yeah, and his attempt to have some sort of all right, I'm leaving this earth okay, is to pass on the torch to Maximus. He died in his 50s. I mean, that man looks about 50 years old for the time. It, no. I mean, after, after like war, yeah, I'd look like that too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, he looks so he looks so old and weak. And, yeah, he does. You know, um, yeah, no, he's yeah. frail as fuck. But, you know, they didn't have lotion back then. Or a la volée. <laughs> what I, what I like about this opening scene is that it establishes Maximus as like a general that's loved by his soldiers. Yeah. And, and not yeah. a lot of dialogue, just <clears throat> very small gestures like head nods and just, you know, shoulder touches, yeah. very just just a little things like that that don't need dialogue. The, like a lot of that show don't tell yeah about his character yeah and and that that they do that really well but they fail to do it with um quintus um and my my, although although i love i love the setup and i love the battle um you i feel a lack of um connection with anybody that you know how you like watch a battle and you're like yeah get them i i lack that because there's it's not there and so so it's i don't know i'm kind of torn about it i really like it but then again i'm not it's just 
like watching something happen. Like I'm not, I'm not um, engaged. It's yeah. hard to like in pull it. someone in enough to kind of have a connection with people like during like an opening battle like this. Yeah. Cause the only person you have any kind of connection with is Maximus where at that point you just, I, I'm more like connected to um, the only thing I'm thinking like, is he going to win or not? And um, how is his like morale with his troops going to fare after this? Cause that's kind of the only stakes that you have is, is what he has and what you know he has is the respect of his, of his, uh, of his uh, army. And like, right. the only thing he could lose aside from his life, which is kind of like a boring stake to have there, which is like maybe he loses and maybe he loses the respect of his army. So like aside from that, there's no one to follow. It's just like a general like fight, which I guess, yeah, I don't know. I, I my problem- I mean, they show Marcus Aurelius in the back um, quite a bit. Yeah, you have- do. You really have no idea who he is if you if it's your first time watching the movie. I who's thought he was this, a priest or something. Who, yeah, who's this guy <laughs> in purple? You know, yeah. why why is he there? Yeah, I didn't have too much problems with the stakes of the fight because I I I, I was impressed enough by Maximus's like confidence and his and his because uh, aside from like just being respected, like the show don't tell sort of thing, where even when he is talking to to like giving that final speech where it's like whatever you do lives in eternity or whatever. Um, you could just tell by the way he talks to his to his men and the way they respond how respected and how confident he is. He has like a um, gravitas to him yeah. that uh, is very prominent in the in the scene. And it does a lot to build like his character, even from like setting up the battle where you know, um, and even even his uh little moment with Quintus where Quintus is is he tries to give a direction in terms of moving like the, the like catapults, or catapults. Whatever. Yeah. And he said, they're fine. He mm-hmm. says they're fine. Which like that sets up a little bit of like, okay, maybe they have, maybe there's a reason Quintus wants control is cause he's not, um, he wants to be more yeah, powerful but, than but, Maximus. But is. they seem cordial. It's not like there's a power dynamic or anything there. That's Yeah. It's only hinted, and and maybe there should have been a little bit more, like a little side eye that like Quintus gives him like a dirty look, maybe. Well, yeah, because there's no doubt in my mind that when I first watched this movie as a kid, I did not make the connection that Quintus at the beginning is the same character at the end mm-hmm. or at any other scene with Commodus. Yeah, like like it only, I only know that because I've seen the movie multiple times. Mm-hmm. But yeah. on the first view, there was no way I made the connection of Quintus being in the rest of the movie after that. Yeah. I would have liked there to have been some tension there kind of knowing that there is like someone in his ranks that doesn't fully respect him yeah. and, and knowing that that could be like Maximus's downfall and, and it ends up being that. Or even giving him a motive. Like he yeah. has no motive to not, or we're not given his motive to not respect why he doesn't respect Maximus as much as the other soldiers do. Right. Right. Yeah, I think this movie has kind of uh, its own problem where it's just there's so many characters and I think a lot of them are interesting enough that I want more of it. But um, And that's like for everyone. Like Quintus, I want to know, okay, like what's their history? Why why is he going to go with Commodus? Um, even like Hagen and Juba, I want to know a lot more about them and we get so little. They try to do some with Juba, but I feel like there could be a lot more with him. And they, and yeah. they, and they don't give any with Hagen at all. Yeah, no, he's just a Chad. The, yeah, the the only reason we even get anything more with Juba is because Proximo died. The scene of of 
him burying the figurines in the Colosseum was supposed to be Proximo. Oh. And when they rewrote that, they rewrote in. Uh, so when that had to be written in into Juba doing it, they wrote in other scenes of them having more conversations with each other mm. because he was then going to be the one to to do that. So yeah. it wasn't their original intention to give him more dialogue. That's tough because it feels like when I watch it, Juba feels like the important side character. Yeah. But it also feels like Proximo is also that. And that makes sense now why there's such a big conflict there in well, terms it feels of time. like it could be either or. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And and it doesn't feel like either of them are really expanded on enough or like resolved well enough. Which is too bad. And I mean that's they couldn't do anything about that in terms of Proximo, but yeah, I, at least at the very least, every character they introduce, I want to know more about them, and I think that's I think that's mainly in everyone's acting, where I think everyone is pretty pretty great. Even though I know you guys don't like, maybe don't like Joaquin Phoenix, but uh, I was gonna, no, I I love Joaquin Phoenix in this okay, movie. Brandon doesn't then. I was gonna say the only one I don't give a shit about is Lucius. Fuck that kid. I was going to say the mom. I don't care about uh, the mom. What's wrong with Lucius? I don't know. He's, he's just, just a kid actor. <laughs> Wait, I feel like one of us always has a problem with one of the kids, and then it's someone else is like, it's just a kid. Why do you have such a problem? Like me, even though I love the movie, the kid in the Night's Tale gets me fucking angry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. They're adults now. Yeah. Yeah, we can make fun of their acting. No, honestly, the acting's not that... Um... His acting is not not bad, not by any no, means. No, I really no. like the moment when um, he shows up to the to the prison or like whatever gladiator camp they're at. Yeah, yeah. yeah the moment he has with with Maximus is really sweet. Yeah, I just still like the moment where they go to pick up Maximus at the end. I'm like, Lucius, you're too fucking short. Like, you're not going <laughs> to do anything. anything. Get out of there. <laughs> He's like just his hands like. <laughs> <laughs> he follows them out. He's yeah, following he them out. He's walking out. So. I don't like the mom. I don't like. Commodus's sister, Lucilla. Yeah, Lucilla. I, I really, I, I don't really care for her at all. Not saying she's a bad actor, but the character I don't care for. Something that falls apart with her, with me, is that she doesn't. I don't know what she wants. Like that first, the first meeting where she goes and meets Maximus. Um, whenever they get to Rome. And she goes to meet with him. Like they talk in circles around each other. And I'm like, what do you fucking want? What do you want from him? Do you want him to fuck you? What What's going on? And that's obvious that that's what she wants. He's not going to do it. But they still kiss. Later. Yeah. But, um, but then it, then it comes out that, oh, she doesn't want Lucius to be, Caesar, she doesn't want she doesn't want to be part of this. She doesn't want him to to be um be in harm's way, which is fine for the mother to be like that, which I mean he's in harm's way with Commodus around. Yeah. Um, but I would have liked to have seen that earlier in the story. Yeah, because do you think it's like she doesn't want Lucius to be Caesar, or is it because I've always said yeah, she says that explicitly. A- she says that explicitly later on, and that's why he tells her Lucius is safe now. See, I thought it was uh, 
he it's not that she doesn't want him to be Caesar. I interpreted her line as he's a threat to Commodus as long as he exists. No, she wanted the same thing that her father wanted, which was to give Rome back to the people. Right. Which is a fucking lie. Um <laughs> let's take it for the movie though. <laughs> for the for the movie, okay. Um, He's a very honorable which, man. Which would remove him from service. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, That's I, I the way you. I took it. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you. Um, and that's what he was, that's what the father was trying to do. Um, whether. Which is still like. I would have, I would have liked to have seen that build before, like through conversations dur- with her father or. During her first conversation with Maximus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would really work in her first in the first con- in her conversation with her father, because it seems like they have a a, a strong mutual yeah. respect for each other. But instead, they talk about Commodus and and her and how he's a bad dad and how he wishes she was a boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he wishes she could be Caesar. Yeah. Um, but but then I wish you could be Caesar because I want to do X, Y, and Z. And I know Commodus will not do it because he's not a good boy. Um, that would be acceptable. Why why don't you like her, Blake? Um, I feel like it there's just I think part of it is not saying that she feels like overly weak to me. Um whoa. uh, but that first conversation she has with Marcus is very much like, oh, you would have been a great Caesar. Like, you know, a great emperor, you could have been a better person. And I just feel like she, you know, she's very active in terms of meeting up with with Maximus at the prison and everything. Um, I just, and then she's forced to play this role of, of like this loving sister and also loving lover <laughs> to uh, um, Commodus because he's a fucking weirdo, creepy guy. Um, I just, I don't feel like there's, I don't see enough of what her father saw in her at the beginning through the rest of the movie. There's you don't no, see the strength right. that he saw in her. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not, I, got, I got the same thing. And it's very much like, sure, she's in a very powerless position and she's, she's going behind Commodus's back to make those moves, but it doesn't, it doesn't feel like, um, there's enough scheming. It doesn't feel like there's enough, like. Um, uh, I don't know strength. I don't it's know, not. I guess, yeah. St- it, yeah, it's it's not strength she shows. It's scheming that she shows. It's a very feminine quality that she shows. Right. It's not strength. It's not a masculine quality. Um, and that's yeah. Same. I feel the same way. Yeah, I guess that's kind of that's kind of what I feel. And just in general, like her character, I, I think it's also how she's being shown as like this quote-unquote love interest for Maximus. And it's very weird that they kind of go in that angle. I know they had a history, but even for them to, like, kiss later, it's just it's just a weird story to tell. But it's forced on I, her. I think yeah. it's I, a, I don't like those parts. I don't like those parts. I think that's a big studio thing. Because it, it, from what I could gather, it seemed like Ridley Scott and uh, Russell Crowe were very against any, like, romantic relationship with the two characters like and i think it it seems to me like it was pushed on them by the studio because yeah. they didn't because they just wanted hints of a of a past relationship 
but none of like nothing that would inspire a current one. Mm. So to me, it doesn't seem like that was what they wanted to do with the movie. Yeah. Which is why it seems forced even, even watching it. It's so Mm -hmm. weird. It's so weird. And I think if, if they had a, if they had a much more, um, like friend, like, uh, because I don't even think like a romantic relationship is interesting to me for them to have had in the past. If it was just that they had known each other for like, and they were very good friends and um, that sort of relationship would make her helping him and him helping her be a lot more strong to me, knowing that they were like, they are childhood friends. That's like a deep connection within the family is just that they are very like, it's not it's not like oh they were in love and now they're not and that was like a separation it's like no that if they were still a very strong relationship and that's like part of the reason why um why Marcus would see Maximus as a son is maybe more because he was like her brother as well I think that that would be a little yeah. more interesting to me uh than than making her have to love somebody and make him have to have some weird will they won't they relationship when his wife is just killed. It, it's very strange. That and his whole goal to... is to be back with his wife. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Studios are fucking odd. Yeah. Yeah. But that I, would be a very weird note. I mean, I, audiences. Why, need... why couldn't, why couldn't Ridley Scott say, no, th- this wouldn't work. And this, these are the reasons why this won't work is because, you know, he's just lost his wife and his son. He's not going to just hop on another and, and person. It seems like and this they, is more like a sister to him. That why would he kiss another woman when the whole movie is about him being with his wife again? Yeah, and why um, and why would she want him? You know, I, I think this movie is 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 a victim of just because her husband was killed too, right? Well. What we're not seeing is the full penetration scene that he successfully got cut. Oh, God. <laughs> that was in there. They showed everything, but they had, they took that out. And I think now it's he, just the kiss. I, I think it should have <laughs> been a full penetration scene after he killed Commodus. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I think this movie was just a victim of a lot of rewrites. Yeah. And not like... I'm making a, farts with my hands. Not like a coherent... <laughs> plot or or vision for for what the the characters motivations are yeah because in that way it feels like one writer wanted to have juba be the like the main like side character one Mm -hmm. writer wanted proxima one writer wanted lucilla and it's like it's very like they don't have enough time to tell the stories of all of them right which is too bad which is maybe why we need an extra 30 minutes let's do it make it a three hour Oh yeah, the extended cut is nearly three hours. Yeah, maybe maybe it adds some. <laughs> I don't, but I don't think that one's Ridley Scott approved. Oh really? Uh, no. he's like yeah, no, that's, that's from not my the, cut. That's from the that's the studio. studio. Oh, I bet it's worse then. Yeah, <laughs> way way worse. I go ahead. I was just I wanted to move on from this and talk about yeah. like uh, I think this movie is fucking cool. I think it's very cool. Very often. Uh, and I think they do that well because of how well Joaquin Phoenix makes you want him to fucking die. And the the stakes are set up really well, really early. And how how confident and um and uh honorable Maximus is. He has a loving wife, a great uh, uh son, 
and he gets that taken away in like one of the most brutal ways imaginable and then he's on this revenge mission which is you know tales all the time but it's it's cool it's like yeah let's go to rome and wreck some shit and so when you see maximus get put in the situations where no one knows that he's a great warrior but he gets to just go out there and uh, uh do what he does best uh, that's a good like i think that's fun i, think I that's wish good stuff. i wish the movie was more about that and less about commodus and lucilla and all of that stuff more of him just wrecking shit in the coliseum more well we need a coliseum I, I think, anime i think the commodus and the maximus stuff works well and i want that i want that to be the main story they're they're like opposite character like characteristics yeah that, that works really strong for me and like the whole it, it, the movie really goes for it and the commodus is the son that Marcus Aurelius didn't want and Maximus is the son that he did want and that theme works really well throughout the movie for me and they are very black and white yeah they're, it's the side characters opposites. that detract from that main story right. for mm. me um because I think the the motivations of those two characters are defined really quick so and like Commodus is willing to kill his own father for what he wants and and Maximus is has his own motivations I think they're very clear and defined characters barring the Lucilla thing with Maximus. And I think that's, that's where the story is the strongest for me. They Mm. literally define their characteristics. When Commodus is talking to Marcus, (laughs) he's like, here are the four characteristics that make up Maximus. And here are the four characteristics that make up me. (laughs) So like they're literally defining what the characters are. And I think if the movie explored a little bit more about what those different characteristics do when they clash and they kind of, were to dive deeper into, like you said, that relationship and how they act and how they think and and what that would mean. I think, yeah, I think it would have been a little bit more interesting because I I like I think it would have been more interesting if Marcus Aurelius said, okay, Commodus, I don't want you to be Caesar, but with some training from from Maximus, I hope that you can ascend to the throne one day. Um, Then it like takes power away from him, but doesn't really take it all away from him, but then he has to go through Maximus in order to get his power. Um, then you have that dynamic. Um, you don't, you don't have that for half of the picture because he doesn't even, Commodus doesn't even know that Maximus is alive until he comes to Rome and he takes off his helmet. That's what about an hour in it's, it's the midpoint. Whenever they get to Rome is the midpoint. So it's, it's halfway through the movie. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I think having them together the whole time and having Commodus like be the reason why he's um, sent to the gladiator school rather than just ha- trying to have him killed and then him picked up by a slaver because historically it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't work because gladiators were prisoners they were sent there to um as punishment if you survived a certain number of games then you served your sentence you served your penance and you were free you were a freed man not a free man a freed man um but to have the way that they did it and put 
Maximus into the gladiator school and into, um, into it just wasn't, didn't feel right to me. It's like, he could have got out of it at any time. Why, why is he bothering? I, I don't think it works for me and not having it just be chance that what happens to Maximus. Yeah. I wish, I wish it was more something that Commodus did to put Maximus there. I mean, in a way it is, just from him setting well, up the games. But n- n- No, the situation that Maximus is in... Being a gladiator? It has nothing to do with Commodus. But I think yeah. it makes no sense for Commodus not to send... I don't think it would make sense for him to say, this is Maximus, the greatest general that Rome has. Let's keep him alive and send him to the gladiators. Like I, I just don't see the character that we're introduced in the first few scenes. So, so keeping combat is alive. Here's my answer to that. So if we're if we're playing with history, Commodus could have framed Maximus for the murder of Marcus Aurelius, and now you have him being the reason why he gets sent as a prisoner to the gladiator school. I still think I don't think that works for me because if if you're a gladiator, that means there's always the chance of you going free after winning so many games. So then I I just don't see that working in the sense of why would you send him at anywhere where in some because opportunity in, because he can in survive. Rome's eyes he's now not a general he is a prisoner he is he is not a general anymore he's not a free man. He's, he's, but he could be. He could be after, if you killed the Caesar and you're there, you're going to be there an awful long time. It's not like you're going to be out in 30 days. Right. Yeah, he might have had more success in frame. It will, I don't know. It would depend because the whole the whole thing that Maximus is so good at and what makes him great in the Colosseum is that people love him. And if he would somehow frame him as the killer of the emperor, maybe he would never have a chance of winning the crowds over. Um, I I I, I tend to disagree because I actually I'm I really like luck and coincidences in in movies. Like I like when there's a major coincidence mm-hmm. that gets someone somewhere just exactly where they need to be. Uh, so him him becoming a gladiator and just so happens to be thrown into the situation that he is perfect for, but um, no one would really know that he is. And then just by chance, um, Commodus doing something the exact opposite of what Marcus did, re- reinvigorating the Colosseum is what causes um, the ghost of Maximus to come back and get him. I think that's a fun, I think that's a really mm-hmm. fun coincidence where it's like something that he did exact opposite to his father is what brings his own um, demise. I, I like that coincidence. I think that's fun. Um, but I generally like coincidences like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, shit. Except when they try to act like the coincidence is somehow um, really interesting, like in life itself. When they say, wow, isn't that crazy that this coincidence is There's... what happened? <laughs> <laughs> that I saw your mom get hit by a bus? <laughs> <laughs> When I was when I was a little kid, <laughs> and on the bus, <laughs> I still think of it as Commodus's Commodus's choice, in the sense of it. To me, it establishes Commodus's character in that he was willing to kill his own father, a frail old man, 
but he wasn't willing to kill Maximus himself. To me, that's the choice. He of couldn't kill Maximus made. himself because the the it was in front of the entire Colosseum, and they were all. No, I mean at the beginning the, of the movie, when he sends off sent his away. guards to kill Maximus. Oh. To me, that's the choice that's made of him not killing Maximus himself, knowing that he's a threat. I think that's the choice Commodus makes. That is his undoing. Which one of the characteristics is that lacking? Which one of the characteristics does he not have to do that? Courage? No, he says he has courage. What are the four he, virtues? But uh, honesty. Um, uh, be kind to your neighbor. No cussing, and um, have a good time. Honor thy mother and thy father. Yes. That's number five of the virtue. <laughs> <laughs> um, see, I, I don't know. I mean, once you once you start tweaking, tweaking the story, if you if you wanted to cut the fat of this story, to me, the fat is, um, anything that's not direct, uh confrontation between Commodus and Maximus like each of them wanting each other dead um one because Commodus is is a bad guy and Commodus just wants wants Maximus to die and then Maximus wants revenge for his his wife and son um when you're out of that for 45 to 50 minutes in the first half of the film it it's kind of boring to me even though they have you know the couple of of arena battles um the first one and then the second one where he kills everyone um it's just okay it's it's funny how they go from like this tag team match to he's suddenly at this very end of this prisoner's cage and he does this yeah. fucking dramatic walk down this aisle and everyone's calling him Spaniard just as everyone said general um, and everyone's Spaniard um, and they're all raising their, their swords to him and it's just so funny how they're like they go from that to him walking out and doing 1v like 6 yeah um, it's so cool I love it. It's yeah. just like this dramatization of of how he became this famed warrior. They're like, this guy is obviously leagues better than any gladiator here. How like do we show the audience that? Well, fuck, let's just do one v six. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's how we show that he's the best. Well, he he must have became this thing where like um all the different gladiator slavers must have come around and be like, I bet all mine versus your guy can right. take down. I want to be known as the guy that had the guys that could take down the Spaniards. Um, right. Yeah. I, I think that, that, uh, that little side thing of the movie, I like that a lot. It, for me, it's the, um, this is going to sound weird, but um, even the whole between when he frees himself from the beginning from the people that are going to kill him to uh, even through his, his wife and son's death uh, up until he starts fighting in that first gladiator place. 
it's pretty it's pretty slow it's pretty like even his his family's death like i just don't think it's really shot very well and it's not too uh i think it's funny when the kid gets ran over by the horse um, <laughs> <laughs> um, i don't know um i could do with less uh slow motion horse riding yeah, I can do with less <laughs> slow, slow motion, motion of of Commodus coming out of the carriage, the beginning. Was there? Oh, well, there was. I could do with one hundred percent less slow motion in this movie. Yeah, there, me too. Except like, except a couple of times whenever they're fighting to slow it down to see what's happening. Yeah, maybe. Um, I think I think they they do a really good job, um, in the arenas, but. Outside of that, there's no reason for any to slow anything down, and it looks like shit when they slow it down too. Yeah, I think the it's an edit slowdown. Yeah, I think during the opening battle, there's some slow motion in there where it's like slow mo, regular speed, slow mode, in like thirty seconds, cut back and forth between the two speeds, and it's it just does not look good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I that's actually a really big problem for me with this movie is I I don't know if it's the coverage I don't think it's the coverage the way that pretty much all of the action scenes are are edited are pretty rough for me I think the choices of where to cut to next always feel a little bit disconnected with where I feel like the space in the fight should be yeah where it feels like they almost cut a little forward or cut a little back or they chose a shot that was like way off where they should have gone to. And so a lot of these scenes end up feeling so disconnected and not like in a fun, like, Oh, the battle's getting crazy and you don't know where you are sort of way. It's like, I can't follow the action because the edits are so odd. Um, Some are better and some are worse. Mm -hmm. I think the, I think the tiger fight has a little bit of those issues and I that probably has to be the nature of just working with animals. With the tigers, yeah. <laughs> and just getting the shots that you need working with live animals. Um I think yeah, some are some are better than others. Yeah, and I think in general the choreography of the fights are really good. Mm-hmm. That's why I feel like if the editing was tightened a lot more and there was less of that uh, of of edited slow mo, where it's I don't have a huge problem with the slow mo, it's the type of slow mo where that like choppy frame rate slow-mo is looks so cheap to me yeah uh, and and i and i know that 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 feels a thing of the times because i know a lot of movies like in the early 2000s, 2000s. Late, even 90s like to do that type of slow-mo um and when i see it in modern movies i fucking freak out it's so odd i don't think i've ever seen a good use of it except and this is different Lord of the Rings when they make the Urukai and they go crazy and the sh- camera's like going crazy and it's choppy. Oh yeah, yeah. But that's less it's... slow-mo and more just like weird frame rate. I don't know. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a frame rate, but it works there. Yeah, cuz yeah. they do a motion blur thing with that too. Um when you see Urukai eating, you know, meat in that, you want to feel on You want to feel, feel like they're ripping you apart. Uh, yeah but it doesn't work so great for this movie which is too bad because no. the scale of the fights are, are really cool and i think the gore is great um and uh the the setups are epic and everyone involved like all their all like the enemy's outfits especially in the african uh uh coliseum mm-hmm. they're like the the 
the bad guys that he's facing, they look cool. Their whole outfits are sweet. Um, one a shot that has just never left my mind as ever since I was a kid was when Maximus stabs the guy in the foot. Yes, that yeah. shot is like yeah. ingrained in my head till the day I die. I don't know what about it looks so cool to me, but uh, it, every time like ah nice like during the just, tiger fight. Um, one? I think it's it the fight is. one for that, isn't it? I thought it was a tiger fight. Oh no, it is a tiger yeah, fight because yeah. then he bleeds out he, of his mouth. Yeah, which yeah. I, I was like, what, foot to yeah. mouth? What's happening? As a kid, it never made <laughs> sense to me, but it it looked cool. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The, this is what I'm here for. The, the color of the blood in this movie feels really saturated, mm-hmm. and I like that. I think I think that's great. Uh, you that like makes you it, like being saturated in blood. I like when the blood is really red, and I like when I'm saturated with it. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to saturate me with your blood. Oh God. Uh, Regarding the editing, I think some of those. Sometimes the cuts in the dialogue scenes are also a little disjointed. I actually didn't notice that. It, uh, it's the worst with Proximo, but makes sense. Um, but there's some right. shots where like, like they're having a conversation, and now Hagen is standing slightly two to the left or two to the right than he was in the prior shot. Oh, there's continuity errors. Yeah, there. yeah. Um, but you can let it pass because it's Hagen. Yeah, Hagen's so fucking massive. He's like, ah, yeah. He he's he takes up half the shot anyway. But <laughs> um, no, I, I noticed that a lot. But it was with Proximo, it's the worst offender. That he's just like on the different side of a room after some cuts. Yeah, it's like he's in front of you, and yeah. then you look away, and you look back, and he's behind a wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that definitely makes sense. Why that was such an issue. I kind of noticed it in the soup eating scene. There's something about the editing um, in that scene, which I think like the choice of when to cut to Hagen laughing looks odd. This is such a nitpicky thing to say, but I felt it there. Yeah. And maybe that's kind of what you're referring to. Something with Hagen I didn't fully understand is he asks Maximus if he was a part of the conquest of German, of like German tribes. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to get mad about that. Like I thought he was going to be like, you took my country and get up and start beating them up or something. And then we could have a, a Hagen versus Maximus fight or something. Is it Hagen the one that responds that he served with him? Oh, was he? When, when they're, when like Maximus first like is asks and they're in their formation with the chariots, the chariot battle, which is fucking a cool battle. Yeah. Um, I thought he said, did you, I thought thought he said Maximus said Maximus, Maximus says, "Have have any of you served?" And he's and and Hagen says, "Yeah, I served he, with you." He does. He says, "I served with you." The if subtitles the say responds, it's Hagen. Okay, it says Hagen, and then like in parentheses, says, "I served with you in the battle of so and so." Really, I missed that. Yeah, I, I mean, also the subtitles could be wrong. It's off screen, right? so I I didn't know it was Hagen. Which is another weird editing thing. Why would you have the person responding? Off screen. Off screen. Yeah. That's interesting because I, I could have sworn they were going with some sort of thing in terms of like Hagen is a part of the tribes and was maybe like enslaved through the process of the conquest of that. That's what I was thinking was going to happen. Yeah. But, but maybe that just, maybe I just, I went off on a tangent in my mind and I was like, oh, this is a whole another side I, story. I think other, either way brings up a good point that 
Hagen is kind of just useless as a side character. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just he's just some eye candy to have on we, screen. We have every no now real like. <laughs> I hate how he dies. I hate how he dies. Yeah, it's so dumb. Ah, we need justice for Hagen. Yeah, justice for Hagen. Hagen dies. <laughs> Hagen dies in a bad way. Hagen dies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of weird deaths, and I know this is because of the shooting, but um, like the the process with uh, what's his name? God damn it, the guy that died during the shooting. Oliver, Oliver Prox- proximal, yeah. proximal, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I didn't really get the like. What's like kind of the meaning of that sword thingy? Oh, that's how he got his freedom. That's how he became a freedman. So, what do you think? It Marcus you- Marcus Aurelius. He was a gladiator. Marcus Aurelius gave him that sword, which declared him to be a freed man, and he was able to leave the the games. So was that like his reckoning with with I've turned my back on what I was doing as like a gladiator school guy, and I'm helping Maximus go against my interests, sort of thing. But that's because I have this freedom. No, because Maximus Maximus told him Commodus is the one that killed the man that gave you that sword. Mm-hmm. That set you free. So he's taking one last look at the sword to remind himself of that same fact. That like, this is why I'm doing it. Because yeah, I have immense respect for Marcus. And thank you. Maximus. You, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I said Marcus because... Oh, the Marcus sword. Aurelius. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that's actually a good way to... It's it's a shame that they had to kill him in that way where they just all stabbed yeah, him Yeah, I hated behind. that. It's a weird shot. That. But I think him looking at the sword in in his final moments is I think I think he moment. should have fought them off with that sword. I think if you're gonna do a body double, might as well have him do fight to the death. Fight, fight! But but there's six of them, and he's out of shape, and he takes he's, like four of them with him with his the whole with movie. his with his uh, wooden sword. He <laughs> manages to kill four of them. I think that would be fucking great. Yeah, what you needed is he. Is he looks at the sword and they come up from behind him and then he he whips around to do an attack and then you cut away and later Juba finds his body but they're but everyone else is dead around him yeah so he, or at he least killed them, them all and then he yeah. died yeah um, or yeah so Juba yeah that would be great that would be great I like that and you have a final shot with like his hand holding the sword or something Ridley Scott hire me and then and then and then Juba could say something you know and then because I guess uh. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah, you could that's work a Juba on, line. You could work on Gladiator too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's when Juba comes back. Yeah, Gladiator Two: Return of Juba. <laughs> Return of Hagen. Imagine if Hagen is the main character of Gladiator Two. They bring Hagen back. They bring him back. Because I I think it's the plot is meant to follow Lucius. Oh really? Yeah. I hope it follows uh, Maximus. In the afterlife, just begging his wife. I'll be honest. I looked at that. In the middle of a wheat field. (laughs) (laughs) I looked at that and I thought, like, if that was heaven, I'd be pissed as hell. I'd be so mad. You don't get no cotton candy clouds. Elysium. Right? Elysium. Yeah. No. (laughs) Where's Jesus? Where's God? (sighs) Already dead? (laughs) (laughs) Where's the Holy Spirit? We don't even see an angel. That's crazy. <laughs> That's not his own planet. <laughs> <laughs> Maximus just gets a planet of wheat fields. <laughs> <laughs> 
and dirt that he can rub between his hands. What's the purpose of that? Does he explain it? I might have missed Never it. explained. No. It is not explained. That's Never. just him. That's him I, chalking up his hands. I always think that, oh, it's because he's a farmer and mm, he, he is, the, the he, you know, he has a, um, yeah. I thought he just wanted to chalk up his hands he's, in his own way. So he he's didn't. praying to the dirt and he's. His, it's his ritual, but he never says why he does it. Everywhere he goes, like I was waiting for him to pick up a turd and smell it and then rub it between his hands. <laughs> Maybe I missed it, but One did of the he... tiger turds. <laughs> was there like a connection in terms of Juba burying the uh, the little figurines with what um, Maximus had kind of told him about, like himself? I can't remember if there is any connection in terms of that. Because if there was some connection with, here's why I rub my hands on this. Into him burying him, burying the figurines in the Colosseum or something. I don't know why he would bury the figurines in the Colosseum. It seems kind of silly to me. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't he bury him where Maximus is buried? They just wanted another shot of the Colosseum panning up. Yeah, that's just silly to me. That bury, did not look bury like fifty thousand people. Speaking them. of historical accuracy, when they um, Ridley Scott was like, "Oh, the real life Colosseum is too small. Let's make it bigger for the movie." <laughs> <laughs> but See, I didn't know but it, it seems like the the arena part of it is really small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just thinking that didn't look like 50,000 people. I'm not good at like visualizing oh, numbers I like counted. that. It so was, I, I have no issue. It was not that many. No. It's like 1,000. <laughs> Maybe on, it's because none of them like Commodus. They don't have enough bread to show. hand out to 50,000. Yeah. That's true. They don't, they don't have the crowd pleasers. People walking around with bread on a stick. <laughs> frog on a stick oh I like that this um, the movie tries to get you to think that the final act is Commodus invading Rome with his army like I think the movie sets that up that he's go- that there's a plan in place for him to get out of his city and meet up with his army and it flip it you know we get what actually happens the the fight with Commodus. but i think like i feel like the movie does try to set it up for a different act and it does the twist well yeah 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 i think so too although i i hate how the twist is carried out like killing everyone yeah um especially cicero uh, rip cicero <gasps> oh, he's the only one i like made a noise when he died i just went no Cicero. And he tries so hard to to get him and cut him down, and they just shoot what four oh, arrows yeah. into him. <laughs> oh, poor guy! Yeah, poor Cicero. He's already hanging from his neck. Why'd you have to shoot the arrows at yeah. him? Yeah, he's the loyal guy. He's always been there. He was his day one man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't like that at all. Did you not all like the plan? Why wouldn't they to just? Like... Because if they could have done that to Cicero and shot him. Why couldn't they have just shot Maximus <laughs> the same way? Didn't they, did they not want to kill Maximus? I, I I thought the whole point is that they don't want to kill Maximus. Why? They need to kill his name to, before they kill him. They need to they kill, kill him, him in the Colosseum. I don't buy any sort of, ooh, the, the guardsmen don't help him anymore at the end. Like oh, his guard, yeah, why yeah, Praetorian is, guards. Why why, yeah. why is the the Quintus in why does Quintus change all of a sudden? 
and tells them to sheave their swords. They wanted to help. They start they saw to draw. Him, he saw him stab him in the back like a little baby, like a little. Uh, but but bitch. bitch. But it's like <laughs> Quintus. Like we we get just no character motivations for Quintus. He just yeah, yeah. oh I'm just gonna do whatever my whimsy is this day. Yeah, he just had a vibe. I just I don't get it. I don't get him at all. Yeah, that that's like that would have been nice to set him up a lot better in the beginning. And I wonder if that was ever in one of the uh, someone else's. See that that Qu- Quiz is another character that could just be cut out the movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, that's why I think that that some kind of setting Maximus up for the death of Marcus Aurelius, because then that would make Quintus want to want to go after him and kill him. Yeah, okay. And and make him make him do that, and then towards the end. If he learns that it wasn't actually him, that would be a good reason mm-hmm. to change. Yeah. Um, and then, then you get more from him, more of his motives. But but he's just he could have just been anyone. He didn't have to be him. Cause at this yeah. point, what's what's Quintus's motive that Maximus didn't wanna pledge allegiance to Commodus and he just turned his back away not only and he's that. only committed to caesar like as in the role right because he didn't only just turn his back on on maximus he's like oh yeah your family's dead buddy yeah like, it wasn't because it, i, I would have fuck your family yeah because there has to be something so much deeper in terms of that response where he's like your family will meet you in in uh the afterlife mm-hmm. um where where well Com- was- Commodus says your your son cried like a girl yeah and then they raped your wife yeah and she moaned like a whore that made me see like the good thing this movie does is it sets up that revenge you Um, hate comedy you hate comedy and and i love that he's a good person to hate and i think it's because of how much of a little baby um Joaquin Phoenix portrays him as, and maybe that makes you mad because it's not historically and accurate. That's, and that's not that's <laughs> right? not who he was. I mean, yeah. the real Commodus did um, go into the arena. He acted like a gladiator, and it made it made the people of Rome and the Senate um, look down upon him because that was supposed to be the role of. And he um, did the same thing, right? He would stab his opponents before no. his battles. I thought I was no. seeing that he did that. No, no. He 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 was brutal. He was brutal. And he like there was one time where he he cut off the head of an ostrich and then held it up um held it up and just smiled at all the senators like this is fucking you. Like he was a badass. He sounds crazy. But the people did turn on him eventually. And he ruled he ruled for like 14 years. Now he was killed by his uh house servants. Ah, always treat your because servants Because they found well. they found um they found a list of people that he was going to have executed and their name was on it. And so um they poisoned him and um he vomited up the poison. Um and then they paid a guy to come in and strangle him. Damn. That's how he died. Yeah. But the Senate hated him. The Senate hated him. He wasn't a very good... I mean, he ruled with his father for four years before his father died. 
So he had an internship. He was he was he was Augustus. He was yeah. a gloop. He had a Augustus legacy gloop. admission. Yeah. He had a what? Yeah. Legacy admission. Nepotism, <laughs> nep- nepotism at his best. Um but then he ruled he ruled, I think, for another fourteen or nineteen years. Um after. Huh. I mean, it wasn't like this. Right. Well, as far as the so, movie's so portrayal. I think the movie's portrayal, they should have just used a different name. They should have just used different names. If At they weren't going to be historically accurate, they should just because to me, to me, it, you know, even if you have Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, um, you know, part of that isn't true. The Abraham right? Lincoln part. Yeah, the Abraham Lincoln part. Um, but, but Abraham Lincoln still has the qualities of Abraham Lincoln. Right. Commodus in this movie has none of the qualities except the fact that he hates the Senate um, at all. Did Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter ever lie in the movie? I cannot tell a lie. <laughs> I just want to make sure that they're keeping that character close to it. I guess what I was going to say earlier about why I'm not bothered by the historical inaccuracies is that just Maximus isn't a real person. And I think the main character not being real is would just, I'm like, okay, it's just a movie set in Then make in up Rome. a name. I don't know. I'm not too too hung up on the name. I don't know. It's a cool name. Commodus. Well, you'd be mad in cool 50 years name. if you watched a movie and, and Donald Trump was a savior. Yeah. And but he imagine did absolutely it, nothing wrong. But imagine if it was thousands of years later. I think, I think there would, I think there would be people yeah. that would still have a problem with it. I think, like, yeah. like all of the historians that didn't want their, their names affiliated with the film. Yeah. I mean, I see that as a problem. I just, in terms of like how I'm viewing it, I just kind of, I'm not too worried about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't want my name. I I wouldn't want to be. Brandon Mouse. Written, written as someone. Vampire Hunter. That written as someone that wasn't who I was. Yeah. And a lot of Commodus, a lot of what he did was because the Senate was actually mean to him. Because senators were mean to him. And because people looked down at him because of because he liked to fight and he liked to do gladiator things. Um a lot he he uh he had multiple attempts at his assassination, and every time he did, he fucking killed everyone. He killed he killed not only the assassin, but he killed the people that that uh, initiated the assassin and he killed their families Jesus as well. Christ. He was fucking brutal. Okay, so that at least that part was accurate. He was brutal. Commodus, Commodus himself killed a lot of people. Yeah. Well, at least in this movie's portrayal, I I like I like a lot what they're what they're kind of building here for him. I like the whiny little bitch. Yeah, yeah. I do and like he, the whiny little crying, bitch. When he's crying, it's funny. <laughs> when he's like whining yeah. and he's like, they like Maximus more than me. Yeah, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah. And Walking Phoenix does a great job as that, I think. I like his his little bee um scene. Mm-hmm. I think I think that scene which I think happens way too soon after the scheming with Lucilla, I feel like it should be longer between that. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I do like that scene a lot of him threatening Lucius. Mm-hmm. 
I, 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 yeah, like, I think, yeah. I think the threat to Lucius should have been earlier. Mm-hmm. See, I'm not so, I'm, there's kind of a, there's kind of a conflicting person within, um, this Commodus. Because I believe a lot of what he was saying to his dad at the beginning where there is a lot of that, I wish my dad loved me more. Mm-hmm. I think he was playing it up as well. But I mm-hmm. also think there's a lot of truth to it in terms of what he wishes he had for a father and, and he wishes he was loved. And I think he... And, and from that first time he sees Lucius, it's a really weird look that he's watching him sleep. But um, then he says like... It's like... Almost pedo. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, but then he says he sleeps well because he's loved, mm-hmm. and and I see a part of that where he his ideal like life is marrying Lucilla, and then loving Lucius like the son that he was never loved as. I see mm-hmm. that as part of a, the motivation, and then when he goes around to threaten Lucius, then that kind of all gets very wibbly wobbly. Um. I think maybe in his mind he he knew he would never have to actually do anything to Lucius, but he just wanted leverage on Lucilla. Uh, but I think what they've built with him is interesting. I like that 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 he is that baby that needs to use someone's weakness like Lucius to leverage, but he also is himself that baby that needs love from like a fatherly figure, and he wants to kind of turn that around. On Lucius, maybe. I don't know. What are you guys thinking? See, I could have done without anything other than just Commodus and Maximus and their um their battle together. Cause we- I, I could have done without without Lucilla. I could have done without Lucius. I could have done without, you know, bring in the senators. And have the senators go directly to, to uh, Maximus because they know who he is, or you know, there has to be a senator from the Iberian Peninsula, right? Which Spain wasn't called Spain until the sixth century, but that's okay. Spaniard. <laughs> so there couldn't have been a Spaniard. Um, I could have done without her and him. At least on com. Uh- Dude, I was gonna say the Commodore. Uh, all the names are getting crazy. Joaquin Phoenix. At least with him, um, it's very. There's something very sweet about his ideal wife and son, uh, loving Maximus as much as his dad did. <laughs> where he's in the Coliseum and he's like, "Oh yeah, Lucius, I'm putting on these games. It's so cool. Don't you love it?" And Lucius is like, "I like Maximus. He's the really the like, cool one." And then yeah. when he hears from Lucius that. Lucilla has been telling Lucius, oh, um, um, Maximus is going to be our savior and stuff like that. There's something so sweet about him trying to build that See, life See, I would have liked to have seen that scene where she's talking to Lucius and telling him that. Yeah. Yeah. It would have put, yeah. it would have put a little more context in, in what? Well, yeah, I, I think that's says. kind of the issue with Lucilla that she barely has any conversations with Lucius. Yeah. Yeah. Like they barely interact. And then, so it, then it becomes hard to believe that her motivation for betraying Maximus is to protect is the him. child that she's not, not interacted with yeah. in the movie. Cause yeah. we get more scenes with, with, um, I think that's why Claudius. she kind of falls flat. 
Yeah, if, um, if she was character. believable as a as a mother who cared about her child, yeah. I think that would elevate her need in the movie. Yeah, because I because I agree with you. Like the scene of of Commodus, like being like thrown aback of like by Lucius's comments that he wants to be Maximus. Yeah, it, it's very. I think it makes. Instead of just making comments like a one-note daddy issue guy, it's uh, not even his own nephew respects him, and but he's but he also is so full of his own ego to acknowledge that he's a child and he can't give him the respect that he craves, and so I think I think that that seems really important to establish Commodus, but I feel like just Lucius, I don't know. I just don't feel the need for him in this yeah. movie. <laughs> You're like, okay, I see the importance of, of yeah. that type of character for him, but Lucius is a child actor and that itself brings problems. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing you can do about it. Mm. I, I don't know. It's just like, I don't know. I just, I just want him to have something else to do. Yeah. Because the, 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 the moments between him and Maximus are so strong that I want I want more and more and more of that, that it's like every second they take away from it, there's just so much pull on every direction of what each character is being focused on. And I was interested in the different sides of Commodus a lot. So that I really appreciated in, in the depth that I think that also had with Joaquin Phoenix's performance with him. Cause it was, it was more than just like asshole. And I, and I liked that mm-hmm. even though he was like a perfect asshole to hate for the movie. There's a lot of behind the, um, behind the scenes stuff that happens that um, isn't on screen. And I kind of miss that more than I need Lucilla and Lucius and stuff like that. Like, um, like with the Senator, um, what was his name? Gaseous? Gracchus? Gracchus? Godzilla. Um, like all of a sudden he's being arrested for what you know because he went to meet with maximus you know it's kind of yeah. like it's like there's no connecting thread there there is there's, a connecting thread but there's no action that puts it in action yeah and and there's the one piece of dialogue where Commodus says have the senators followed that yeah. in like the 15 let's, times that I've seen this see movie, the I have never heard that line. <laughs> let's, it, it has gone over my yeah. head every single time, except for this most recent viewing. And without that piece of dialogue, you have no reason why Gracchus is getting. Yeah. Show him being followed. Yeah. Show you know? somebody outside of the building where Lucilla and Gracchus are having the conversation with Maximus. Like, like show one of the pra- the corner show one of the Praetorian guards there. Yeah, you don't. You're right. It doesn't need a whole. Yeah. It doesn't need rewrite a big big stuff. It yeah. just needs like little bits here and there that, you know, yeah. Well, any last thoughts before we move on to quotes, <laughs> gentlemen? There, I think the fight with Commodus is one of the more well edited ones. Yeah, I agree. There's a lot of I think the fight with Commodus is very unbelievable because Commodus 
is not shown being physical throughout the entire film. One time. At the beginning. One time. Whenever he's playing stick fights. And they deliberately put that in to show that he, show he, that can he could do it bit. at the yeah. end. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just one, one little play at stick fights and you can battle this man who's been just slaughtering people left and right. Well, I think it's maybe lazy, but also makes sense. The stab, the stab in the back is, is all the explanation they need to have there where it's like, you can, you can base his power level at that point. However much you imagine that he's getting weakened by it. Yeah. Which for me is fine, but I could also see it being like, well, you can't question that. Why would he go into the, to fight? Why would he go in? Commodus? Yeah. But to prove to everyone that he's stronger than their beloved gladiator. Right. But I think he's convinced himself that the only way to win back the people is to beat, to beat Maximus. Yeah. Which probably is true. Silly to me. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's, I think the combat is showing up in his all white (laughs) outfit I, I like it. I he like the. Great. I like how the whole scene plays. I wish out. there was more of a lead up to that, though. Like, let's see him being actually physical. Let's see him beating actual people, not just in a play fight. Oh, yeah, yeah. I liked it enough. I thought at the beginning when I saw him, I'm like, damn, he can move a bit. He can move. He's doing behind the back swings yeah. and everything. I would have liked to see something built up in that. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm too bothered by it because I think. To me, Commodus knows that it's not about beating Maximus. It's about the symbolic victory of beating Maximus. Yeah. So it doesn't need to be that he's a better fighter than him. Well, and he's, he's not a better bigger. fighter he's because not, he cheated. But, right. Um, I don't know. I, I don't need more lead up because I think he's so fixated on the people of Rome and Rome and Rome and the mob that, that that's, you know, present throughout the whole movie, winning, using the mob to, to their advantage. Yeah. And I think he he's just means that as, as a symbolic victory. So I don't need more of him than that, like scene at the beginning. Yeah, I I, I like that, and and I think the fight in general is is pretty great. It, you're right; it is one of the more well edited ones. Mm-hmm. I like I like Commodus's outfit quite a bit. He he's styling. I dig it. Um, and it still shows how much of a better person that Maximus is both mentally, emotionally, and physically. And I think that's always very satisfying. And he gets, you know, he gets what he wants at the end to be with his family. Again, he, he killed, he gets his revenge and then he gets to go to the fucking farm or whatever, boring heaven. (laughs) (laughs) And I like that Lucilla only goes to Maximus. She only, yeah, and they all leave. They all, they all leave. Commodus. Yeah, Commodus yeah, is just good. left. We, where he's not seen again. Yeah. Um. I like that. I like that. Even with Maximus, that he still gets the the moral victory, seeing the only heir to the throne. Tech, like you know, even not, not really because she's a woman, right? But yeah, the only real heir to the throne only comfort Maximus and not. Commodus, I think that really worked for me. And in the in the fight, Maximus essentially wins the respect of the guard that had betrayed him in the beginning. Where even though Quintus, that whole motivation is very much like what's happening, uh, I still get the feeling that even these people who are the least likely to um, 
Well, they're not the ones that are like general Spaniard. So having him by the end of the fight, even though Quintus does tell them to sheathe their swords again, having them basically gain, he gains that respect of his enemies as well. And that scene I think works. Uh, everyone knows that he's been stabbed and well in that circle and uh, seeing how hard he's fighting and how much weaker a person that Commodus is. Yeah. Fucks with his uh, reputation quite a bit. I like that scene. Yeah. Well, any last thoughts before we move on to quotes? From your 15-page essay, Brandon? Nope. I, I, I hit upon a lot of things that I wanted to hit upon. I just want to hashtag justice for Commodus. <laughs> well, uh, you, I'm a hashtag justice for Hagen. <laughs> yeah. I bet there was a Hagen in, in real life around this time that deserves all the respect in the world. <laughs> Uh, le- how about your quote, Jose? Um, I feel like half of this movie is just Maximus saying something fucking cool. Yeah. And just, you know, not even batting an eye at, at the cool things he says, which I think is what makes this a very dad movie. He just has a lot of like quotes full of wisdom. Um, but the one that I really like this most recent viewing is at the very beginning when Quintus says, people should know when they are conquered. And Maximus says, would you, Quintus? Would I? Mm-hmm. Just the, the delivery of the line. I'm like, man, that's fucking cool. Yeah. It just it also just shows how arrogant the Romans were. That it's mm-hmm. like, like, we're the biggest baddest. Like, why is anyone fighting back? And and I think that just represents exactly what Marcus was saying is wrong with the Roman Empire. And that, why yeah. he's picked Maximus to be the successor mm-hmm. he's so he's so innocent yeah not from uh i mean he certainly has had his share <laughs> of killing but in his mental state i suppose um my quote is uh right when marcus shows up and first speaks to commodus oh well com- right when commodus shows up and speaks to marcus and he says have i missed it have i missed the battle and marcus says You've missed the war. And Commodus says, Father, congratulations. I shall sacrifice a hundred bulls to honor your triumph. And Marcus says, Save the bulls. Honor Maximus. He won the battle. There's something so funny about the introduction from Commodus to Marcus. Like, he, he's been gone from this entire war and then offering to sacrifice a hundred bulls to do it. And just to have uh, Mark, uh, Marcus just completely like, no. Fuck, fuck your bulls. <laughs> fuck your bulls, man. <laughs> um, and, and, and yeah, Commodus's just whole demeanor in that scene is so like, daddy, I'm here. And respect me too. I don't know. I like it. Yeah. What about yours, Brandon? Uh, mine is Proximo. Um, <laughs> those giraffes you sold me, they won't mate. <laughs> They just walk around eating and not mating. You sold me queer giraffes. <laughs> I want my money back. <laughs> uh, I like that we see the giraffes later in his little yeah. compound. Yeah. <laughs> they're walking and they're just walking yeah. around. What about your meme review, Jose? Uh, I'll give this movie two out of two Juba butt slaps. Oh, fuck <laughs> I forgot. I was like, what? <laughs> God damn. <laughs> that's a full ass too. He that's a, that's the quality check. He's like, let me uh, let me check that yeah. he's uh 
ready for fighting. Where does he get slapped a second time? It, he does two butt slaps. Oh, two butt slaps. Okay, yeah. right then. Um, I give this movie zero out of four chief virtues. In <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give this two queer giraffes out of two. <laughs> <laughs> what about your real review, Brandon? Um, I give it a seven out of ten. Um, it's it's good movie. It's a fun movie to watch. Um, but you know, my problems are very, I mean, I've told you what my problems with the movie are. Um, but it's, it's, it's a decent movie. Yeah. Okay. I also give us a seven out of 10. I, um, I think in particular, like I love a lot of the action. It's just not cut very well. So that takes quite a bit away. I think the thing, like I said at the beginning where it's very much like a lot of the scenes are doing something good. But none of it has really like hitting that hard, except for like the the every now and then there is. But there's always something that takes away from it. I I want to cry at the end whenever Maximus dies, and I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel anything. Yeah. I think it's because I see his son in heaven, and I laugh. And I think like I actually laughed when you got hit by the horse. <laughs> and then maybe that takes away I, from the I, scene. I see his son, and I think God, he has big eyes. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Oh yes. my God, this kid has big eyes. <laughs> um. So yeah, I think this movie does a lot of good stuff. Um. But just in general, it's just kind of it's very muted for me. Um. And yeah, seven out of ten. I'll give this a nine out of ten. This this is still one of my favorite movies, and I'll watch it any any time that I see it playing. And I'd love to see this in in theaters as like a anniversary release or something. And it it definitely has a lot of its problems. And I think this movie is so interesting to me because of those problems. I think so many of I think the production of this movie is what makes it so interesting to me. Having to rewrite the script because of the death of one of the main side characters and, you know, studio interference, the going over the budget, the just complete disregard for historical accuracy. And they're like, yeah, let's, let's just make the Coliseum double the size that it actually was. And there's so much about, the production of this that makes it interesting for me that I enjoy the story despite all of its faults. Um, and I just think it's fun. I love Russell Crowe in this. I think mm-hmm. he does a really great job at just playing this stoic character that is f- completely capable of feeling emotion and being nuanced and not just being a stoic cool general but he he has his emotional weaknesses and i i I just i like watching his performance and i Mm. like joaquin phoenix's performance and those two alone make the movie for me despite every other uh quirk this might have so nine out of ten great let's pick a new one whoa i got it Ooh. Sound like the ghost of Richard Harris. The ghost of uh... Ooh, Harry. <laughs> Go be a gladiator. <laughs> All right, what we got, Jose? What we got? All right, next week we are watching <laughs> Spy Kids. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> this one of yours, right? This is one of okay. mine. Um, I 
think this was a movie that I owned the DVD for and I watched it like probably once a week. Um, you know, just a kid watching other kids have cool spy gadgets like that. That's just was right up my alley. I had all the like McDonald's Happy Meal toys for this movie. I oh, love yeah, this. We're getting McDonald's for sure. Yeah, I, I love this series as a kid. Uh, and it's funny to me now seeing such Antonio Banderas and I can't remember the mom, the actress that plays the mom. Mm. But it's funny to me now seeing them in other roles. And the first thing I saw them in was Spy Kids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I respect them in so many of the other roles that I've seen them in. And so it's it's been interesting to see character actors that I, I saw in a kid's movie for me and growing up with them. And I just love this movie. Um, they kind of decrease as they go on, but no, there's a huge <laughs> spike in three. I think the second one, there's like peaks and valleys, but yeah. I'm, I'm excited to talk about this. Heck yeah. This yeah. will be funny. <laughs> and I hope the week after this, we, Oh, well, I guess I can't spoil what's in the jar, but, um, yeah, no, I, this is a good time. I'm excited. Well, okay, everyone, mm-hmm. I hope after listening to this, we have entertained you. And uh, next week we're going to be uh, microwaving up some uh, good times and uh, anything you want, anything you want, put in the comment section and uh, we'll we'll type it into the microwave and we'll. They put uh, make kids it. in the microwave. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's how they become spies. <laughs> the spies put the kids in the microwave. Yeah, that's the that's the initiation. Oh man, they must really despise kids. Ha, 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 